Hello. Hello. You're listening to Slightly Medicated with Jude. Um, this is my first podcast of all time, so uh, it's probably going to be pretty poor starting out. I've never talked continuously by myself for a half hour, so we'll see how it goes. But, um, yeah, I wanted, I've wanted to start a podcast for a while, and um, I was thinking of what I'm kind of passionate about as well as what I have a lot of knowledge in and kind of fortunately or unfortunately depending on how you look at it is uh, mental health depression anxiety things of that nature Uh, just to give a background I'm 29 years old I've been dealing with clinical depression anxiety all the fun things that goes with that uh, since I was about 12 years old so uh, quite a bit of knowledge in that department, and it's been kind of taboo for me to talk about, um, but I've noticed in the last few years, uh, specifically in the last year or two, that um, I've been much more open to talk about it, and um, the world in general has been much more willing to talk about it. Um, but I think more so I've just been more open. I think as I get older, I just stop caring. Um, I think medication helps, as we'll probably get into that. The podcast is called Slightly Medicated, so we will be talking about medication. Um, so that's a factor. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've lived through it. I've gone through it. I just want to preface I'm not a doctor. I don't have any... I guess medical background in psychiatry, psychology, anything like that. Um, but I thought that might be refreshing. I'm not a comedian. I'd have no, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I think it might be a good idea to talk and hopefully down the road we'll get exciting, better guests, people smarter than me that I could talk about. Um, I have some funny stories probably that I would imagine a lot of other people have. Dealing with depression and anxiety, addiction, and you know any OCD. I know all these things tend to blend together, at least in my experience. If you have one, more likely to have other things. Um, beyond that, I also have uh, <laughs> to add on to that fibromyalgia, um, which I'll get into as well. Um, but that's a chronic issue that basically causes widespread pain and fatigue. Um, but in the last year or so, I've kind of gotten these under control with the help of, again, medication, but um, also things that I've done and I've had a great support system, which is obviously very important, but I just kind of wanted to share my experiences with everyone and hopefully I can help someone out that's dealing with the same thing because I know uh, it's not a great place to be in when you're very depressed. Um, and the world kind of shrinks down on you. So I've been there. I haven't really got a chance to talk to many people about it, to be honest. Um, so I'm hoping to start kind of an open forum. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, I'm going to try to... I told myself I would do make my first podcast this week. It's Sunday at 8.30 or 9. So last minute, but let's do it. So um, I said... 
this is kind of weird and funny, but the first time I knew I probably had some depression problems was, I think I was in fifth grade, and I read the book Where the Red Fern Grows. It's a really fucking sad book, but um, I was depressed about it for like one or two weeks. It's basically the book, spoilers, um, it's a really sad book. It involves a kid adopting dogs, and you can kind of imagine it from there. Um, you know, it kind of chronicles their life and everything like that, and of course... Uh, sad and sadness. It's a sad book, but um, I just for like two weeks after that, I was like, it wasn't like I was just sad. It was just like I didn't even want to go out of bed. <laughs> that's how that's how ridiculously weird it was, and I that was the first time I'd ever experienced anything like that. So I just thought, uh, you know, it's whatever. But um, that was kind of the first first time. Um, something like that had happened, which was strange, I, you know, in retrospect, you don't really think much about it, but, um, thinking now, I was like, yeah, that was the first time I think I was really, really sad for an extended period of time, and where I really didn't want to do anything, but, uh, so that continued, uh, I think when I was 12, I want to say, um, I had, I guess, maybe the first or second case of cyberbullying before it was came in. Basically, you know, someone I just mentioned said some crap to me over. Older people remember this. ICQ. Uh, it's basically like one of the first instant messengers. Just some normal BS, but you know, playing sports, basketball, whatever. People from other little towns around where I grew up, you know. We would play, you know, we played each other, and someone just messaged me and said some, you know, things to me, and they weren't even bad, but uh, again, for whatever reason, it made me really, really sad. Sadder than where the Redford grows, which was not great. Um, so yeah, that went on. I mean, I was literally depressed about it for like a month or two, um, and then that kind of led into. Um, I got sick when I was 12 years old, or maybe I think I just turned 13. Um, it was like the winter of 2005. No, this is way before that. 2002, 2001. Long story short, I started getting bruises and these red dots all over my body. I didn't know what it was. I was playing basketball at the time and. Uh, I didn't, I love sports, I've loved sports since I was little, I played basketball all the way through college, um, so I was scared, first of all I had these bruises and bumps on my body, I didn't know what was going on, um, I was, tr I definitely tried to hide them because I wanted to keep playing basketball, in my s dumb 7th grade mind, I was just hoping it would go away, you know, try to ignore the problem, hope it went away, all that stuff, um, it's probably lasted like a month without me going to a doctor, which is pretty incredible thinking about it now. Um, I played some games with this going on. So I think one time I was playing basketball and yeah, I got elbowed, which is normal in basketball to maybe have a black eye, but my eyes swelled up huge. And then, um, you know, I think even one time, I think this is what led to it that 
I was down at the park with some friends. It was snowing out. We were throwing snowballs, and I got a snowball that hit me in the face. And again, normal, normal kid stuff. It wasn't malicious at all or anything. Um, but my nose started bleeding, and it didn't stop for like an hour and a half, which is insane. So I went up to my house. Uh, my brother was there. He was basically like, "Yo, we got to take Jude to the <laughs> to the doctor soon, like now." Uh, so I think I went maybe that day and, uh, they took blood and they said, uh, yo, uh, everything is okay, but there's this one major problem that's sticking out. Your platelets are like 1000. So platelets are what make you bruise, uh, or I'm sorry, like when you get, when you bleed, it stops the bleeding. Um, it helps protect your body from bruises, things like that. That's my understanding. Uh, normal range is like 150,000 to 300,000, and I was at like 5,000, which is basically like anything under I think 10,000 is urgent. Like if you get hit, you're gonna bleed for a long time. And we were like, I remember this because uh, I was at our high school basketball team was in the Western Finals for basketball so if they won they went to states and i was like or i think even my parents said uh, can we wait till tomorrow uh jude wants to go see this game and he's like basically if you hit your head and you start bleeding you're gonna die so that clearly made it urgent drove down to the nearest city you know they diagnosed me um you know it wasn't cancer so that's that was good but it was kind of a serious issue so basically what led to that i got some treatments you know they hoped it would go away on its own it was in in children and teens it basically would uh you know come and go meaning it was acute it would just randomly come and it would leave after three months so so that unfortunately didn't happen i think we waited maybe through the summer of 2002 didn't happen. Um, so they started, they prescribed me some high dosage of steroids. Long story short, that kind of made me start with the little craziness, things like that. Uh, I think it's well known for uh, some of its side effects of making people grumpy, angry, um, things like that. Also put my body into hyperdrive, um, which we didn't really know at the time, but it basically caused fibromyalgia for me. Um, I think it was just a crazy, crazy, uh, you know, mix of things happening. I'm growing up. I already am susceptible to mental health, mental health things run in my family. Uh, I imagine I have genes for more chronic conditions than other people, more things that happen in your, in your, in your brain, which I don't think many people know, but you know, the brain's processing pain as well as emotions. So, you know, everything's connected in that way. So, so that happened. Um, it, I, it fixed my low platelets, which is great. Um, but then I had pain everywhere, um, which sucked, obviously. Um, also confusing because I'm still playing basketball, doing really well. Things are going well, but I'm still in pain. Don't really know what's happening. Clearly, you start to doubt yourself. You think you're going crazy, you know, especially when you're growing up, 13, 14, 15, going through puberty. Uh, it's kind of a weird time. But um, I guess that kind of happened. And 
Um, I had a knee issue also called osteochronditis desiccans, where I know I had the pain before I took uh, got sick ever with the uh, blood platelet disorder, but um, I think having the fibromyalgia come out it basically exaggerates pain, so that hurt more, went to the doctor, he said, yeah, you have this, it happens in growing kids, it's basically like, if you follow sports or the NBA, especially microfracture surgery, where, I want to say the bone is kind of dying, um, so they basically drill holes in your knee to make it uh, stimulate blood flow, and basically kind of trick your body into, well, it's not a trick, because they're actually <laughs> causing little microfractures, but get your body to start getting healing process so the idea the idea is it heals so so that happened had surgery um you know it's like a three to six month process i'm you know middle school i'm like yo i just want to play basketball right now so i probably rushed it back but that happened i still have pain but um you know it's from time to time so so that two three year stretch was pretty rough health wise um but, uh, I don't know. I mean, the one thing I think now is that at least I knew what was wrong. Um, whereas the period from 2002 up until 2014, it's basically like, uh, you know, you have pain. You don't know why you think you're crazy. People think you're depressed, blah, 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 blah. I was depressed, you know, things like that. So, um, uh, yeah, chronologically, high school was actually pretty good for the most part, outside of the pain and everything like that. Good friends, um, you know, played sports. There was always this doubt in the back of my mind about depression. Um, you know, I just, for the most part, I was happy, but it was more so the worrying about the pain. I, you know, I thought so I had some serious illness. I was probably seeing doctors every couple months trying to figure out what's going on. At that point, they'd just say, oh, you know, it's probably growing pains, or basically we don't know what the hell's going on, so let's just hope it goes away. So uh, at that same time, I, I was starting to have some OCD tendencies, especially of looking things up uh, online for health, um, which is bad, <laughs> good and bad, I guess. But at that time, bad, because uh, the one thing I think about the internet is that if you if you already know what you're looking for um, and you want to validate your opinion, then you can find it online, good or bad. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I thought I had all these horrible things going on with me. So, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, college. It's basically where things went sideways. Um I went to play basketball at college, um, just didn't go very well, it was a new, I mean, I was at school, so I was outside of my comfort zone, I started getting very depressed, broke up with my girlfriend at the time, so that, clearly, when you're 18, and you're dating, and then you break up, and then you have huge changes going on in your life, where you're not playing the sport that you grew up with anymore for the most part. I was playing, but not I was not getting much time and things like that. And you get to college, you break up with uh, your girlfriend, um, you're introduced to binge drinking, drinking, uh, just a whole different environment. 
still trying to figure out what's going on with the pain couldn't figure that out so kind of went through that process um then when I was a sophomore I stopped playing basketball I got I made it through my season of basketball um and then I quit but it was mutual it wasn't like I quit you know it was like you know I think I I'm not enjoying this as much as I used to it's I'm not going to the NBA you know let's face it I'm not I'm not going to the NBA or any professional league ever so my knee hurts so I'm gonna hang it up so it's pretty lost at that point but I will say at that point you know I was very depressed I was probably not I wasn't going to many classes to be honest um and the crew crew kind of that I was hanging out with it wasn't a bad crew whatsoever but we were definitely going out quite a bit drinking quite a bit and as you know that's really not a great thing to do when you're depressed anxious not feeling well I was you know sleeping a lot which is classic at least for me a classic symptom uh, so and then that, I mean the one thing that gave me basketball gave me structure and I didn't have that structure anymore so I was basically like uh, you know I don't have to be anywhere <laughs> no one's forcing me to be somewhere so that was that was kind of when things took off in terms of uh, mental health and things like that but I will say the one I took my first antidepressant when I was 19 and I I knew I knew clearly knew I was depressed uh, again family members of my family have depression and bipolar so it's genetic I was aware of that maybe not to the extent that I realize now but I was aware of it so um, on my winter break sophomore year I basically said yo I feel like shit <laughs> there has to be a way to get some kind of help you know so my parents I just went to my local PCP back from in my small town I said uh, you know they gave you the classic checklist do you feel are you tired are you depressed are you sad are you lonely are you irritable so yes 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 are you sleeping a lot yes uh, they gave me Cymbalta which I have a love-hate relationship which I'll get into down the road but um, seriously I took it within three days I felt like a new person it was unbelievable like and I think maybe a lot of people have that experience with antidepressants or some kind of chronic issue where you just feel so bad for so long that you get used to it and then you get help and you're like oh my god uh i remember my one roommate just basically said uh yeah you know in the fall semester you were kind of didn't really talk much withdrawn and then he's like now you won't shut up and i just said uh you know i just feel i don't know i just feel better so it's quite amazing what medication can do to help so um, that was short-lived so junior senior year you know I just continued basically the same process medication helps stops you take more you go from 30 milligrams to 60 to 90 uh, you know I saw some counselors and things like that but it, it wasn't black and white uh, chronic pain especially fibromyalgia it's kind of a maligned uh, 
very maligned syndrome. I think a lot of people don't believe in it. I wish I didn't believe in it. I think I hate that I have it, um, but I've accepted it. I've had some really great luck with medication in the last year, um, especially with jaw pain that comes with it, um, TMJ, which I'll get into later, which basically made me not want to leave my bed ever, so it's pretty depressing. I've spent probably ten to $20,000 trying to fix it, but ironically, uh, you know, it got fixed by a generic drug, so $5, so, you know. But when you don't know what the problem is, it's hard to uh, kind of grasp them against straws. Uh, but anyways, I'll get off that. I did graduate. Um, you know, relationship-wise, I shot myself in the foot a lot, which I imagine a lot of people have. Some kind of sabotaging, self-sabotaging of relationships. Um, you know... I guess I was in pain and I didn't know how to help, how to how to feel better. So I think what a lot of people do um, is they drink, which I did, and obviously in college and early 20s and even mid 20s and even even now I'm almost 30. Um, it's socially acceptable way to deal with stress, and um, in college and binge drinking is considered normal, basically. So you know. That was one way to relieve stress. Um, some gambling and things like that. Um, basically anything to not have to deal with problems and um, confusing or difficult problems that you know I didn't know how to fix. The doctors didn't know how to fix, so I was obviously depressed um, and I didn't really know what to do. Um, I ended up graduating um, maybe a semester later, but I, I made it through. Um, and basically did what everyone else did. So this was like 2008, or no, I'm sorry, I'm way off, 2011. So right after the recession and all that, so tough to get a job, served a little bit. I was, you know, depressed again, not depressed again, depressed again, not depressed again, depending on how, how my jaw felt and pain, and I was getting all these splints and seeing all these dentists and, um, you know, a lot of times I was sleeping till like 5 p.m. or, you know, even 9 p.m. And I was, I would say good at hiding it, but uh, I just had my ways to conceal it and things like that. Uh, obviously had some suicidal thoughts, uh, which I'll touch later. It's pretty dark. I guess this is might be one of the darker episodes. Well, probably two, three, or four when I talk about maybe severe clinical depression and just maybe you want to give my experience and hear what other people's experiences are. But uh, a lot of switching of medications um, from in my early, mid to 20s. Um, a lot of ups and downs, definitely. Uh, I've tried probably, and I want to get into this in one of the next ones, probably legitimately 40 different medications, I would say. Um, between depression and for chronic pain, um, I did a lot of switching, which I don't think is great all the time, but when you're very depressed, you just want some kind of lifeline. Um, so I, I, I would uh, kind of recommend medications to my doctors and try to get those. Uh, 
so probably all different classes um, really really everything so I think maybe the next episode I'm gonna get into that so um, yeah serve uh, you know I've had a decent amount of jobs I've left a decent amount of jobs for some health issues and you know for others to test my limits basically um, I've I have a good you know good job at the moment um, you know things are stable which is great um, so mid-twenties you know I got a break where I got into an industry that's good I, I was doing good work then I moved on to an agency which uh, you know agency here here am I the, the kid with a chronic chronic uh, health chronic pain issue and major depression disorder working in one of the stress, most stressful industries of advertising agency advertising where you're at the mercy of your clients blah 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 so all that so that year year and a half was pretty stressful I was constantly going to the physical therapist for to try to help my jaw feel better I was switching depression medications almost two to three months adding things putting things back you know I just wanted to make sure I could keep working um, you know so it got it got bad it got really bad um, maybe this uh, let's see when what's this up to 2014 no I'm sorry the fall of 20 15 is where I got depressed to the point that I was afraid of something bad, very bad happening, meaning I wasn't taking care of myself at all. I think maybe from September or October to December of 2015, I lost 20, 25 pounds. I wasn't eating. I lived with two guys. Um, one was traveling a lot for work. The other knew something was up for sure. He's trying to help me got me food which was great um, I was missing a lot of work and I wasn't really uh, yeah I was working from home a lot um, it was just a bad very bad situation uh, I was in a lot of pain mentally and physically I could barely get out of bed I didn't want to get out of bed I'd sleep non-stop I was you know still going out on the weekends and drinking when I shouldn't be um, so it got it got to the point where I knew I had to do something drastic so I basically uh, I went to the hospital the you know a uh, psychiatric hospital um, and I think it was the right thing to do um, I didn't I think it's called 302 when they basically tell you you have to go but uh, no, I just went. I went for two reasons. One, I was having suicidal thoughts, and they were being more pervasive. And two, I knew if I didn't go and get some kind of health, that I was probably going to lose my position. Um, and I think they knew something was wrong, but they were they cared about me, which uh, when you're depressed, you don't realize that. Everything's warped. But um, anyways, you know, I did that. Um, I think I was there for two or three days, which could be another episode it's quite an interesting experience uh, I'm sure people are always curious of how those things are and I'm sure everyone's experience is different but 
wanted to touch on that. Um, you know, came out. I did you know some counseling and therapy and things like that, and uh, just a really great area where you're. What's mental? What's physical? The counselors are saying, oh, you know, have you seen a doctor for these pain issues? Yes. The pain people, oh, well, have you considered the mental side? Yes. Uh, so you're in this shitty gray area, and uh, people, it's just a bad position to be in. Um, worked with some dentists to try to get my jaw pain under control. I spent like $8,000 coming out. First of all, coming out of a of a uh, mental health mental health is expensive, especially in America. Uh, another subject I'd like to get into: insurance issues I've had. Oh, I have to stop this real quick. Okay. I think this should be good. I think it works. Um. Just the last few things I dentist thing didn't work out. I kind of obviously got upset about that because it was kind of had my last eggs in a basket and it didn't work out. So I was still in a lot of pain. I uh, took a new position. Um, things just started going poorly again. Um, just wasn't working out changing medications a lot um just not good um so kind of stopped working started working sleeping a lot not taking care of myself just some bad things that were going on um but kind of leads up to this point i got to a breaking point where Again, I'll get into this in further detail when I cover all the medication. Um, I was taking amipramine, which is, ironically, I think the first antidepressant ever made. And after all the new shit I've tried, that this one was the one that worked. Um, but I was taking, like, maybe, like, 50 milligrams. And I was seeing a really great doctor at a really great university. He was, you know, he's one of the best, probably the best psychiatrist I had ever seen and uh you know at the moment at the time I wasn't working I was barely getting out of bed I was really depressed um suicidal thoughts things like that That was probably like a year ago um I just got to a breaking point and uh you know I was considering I basically saw him and he said you know, we got to try something else. Um, and basically got scary where he said, you can try lithium, which is like pretty heavy duty. I think it's for bipolar, a lot of side effects or ECT, <coughs> which is electroconvulsive therapy, AKA it's the brain shocker one. So it's kind of like the last stand. So coming out of that, I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. But Silver, silver line, silver lining. He said, "Whoa, I, you haven't got a blood test yet. We don't know what your amipramine level is. So I guess for this drug that <clears throat> you can, uh, yeah, you know, they can see how much is in your bloodstream." So I was like, "Dude, let's go ahead with lithium. I'm ready because I'm 
can bear I'm getting out of bed like two hours a day essentially so uh, no 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 he said no you gotta take this you gotta see we gotta see where you're at initially so I took it and again normal I, I can't even remember normals like let's just say 40 to 60 and mine was like less than 10 less than 5 it didn't even register and he was like oh that's so weird uh, so he kept bumping it up bumping it up uh, well at first I was like why why is this not even working I was taking it for like a year he's like I'm sorry the other doctor should have took a blood test um, but yeah it's not even doing what it needs to do he's like you you i was like is it because i weigh more because i'm a bigger guy i'm like six three two thirty ish and he said no trolley metabolism thing your body just processes it faster so i went up it was like, like 50 milligrams 75 100 i got to 150 boom it was like a light went off like a light switch um i've told people that when you Depression always sucks, but like the first three to five days that you come out of it is like magical because you start thinking, oh my god, everything's great. And the second thought is, this is how all people live? Is this normal? You know, but anyways, thanks to my trusty doctor, I was able to avoid, um, basically avoid possible ECT, which I'm not against it at all, but... Ideally, I would like to just take a medication that can help. Um, so I've been taking that for the past year at a high level, but it does the job. Um, I was still dealing with pain. Um, I saw some physical therapists, things like that. And again, always out of the blue where something happens like this is... I, I knew it was a muscular issue. I saw a doctor who thought about Botox, you know. All the doctors I saw, this one, uh, you know, basically it's, it was muscular. It was a muscular thing. So I saw, I, went to, I saw my, I guess, physical doctor at the pain clinic. Hey, can I try a muscle relaxer? I recommended one. She said no. <laughs> it's too similar to amipramine, plus it can make you drowsy. Try this. I think it's Rebaxin or Scalaxin. I'll have to get the name for sure. Tried it. Boom. My pain went from like a constant eight or nine, which people with pain know it's that's it's rough. It sucks. It's what I would I thought about it constantly all day long. So it interferes, and that dropped down to like a two or three which is insane so I barely think about it anymore and to think I was dealing with it for 10 years is crazy so pray to God things work out for that so it's been four or five months I take I take one in the morning one at night I have no side effects um, and it works um, I'm supposed to take it three times a day it's hard to take it in the middle but um, it's helped a lot which is amazing so also started doing work with a really 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 great counselor um and that's helped a lot but to be honest like everything it's a combination so i just wanted to give my overview of everything um so that's kind of where i'm at i'll get into more detail about things later i think next episode i'm just going to go through every medication i've taken since the podcast is called slightly medicated uh, and then we'll start from there and see how it goes. But um, until then, I'll talk to you later.